0: Hey guys, one thing you need to know about Lily is that our last trip to Spring Hill, she tried to trick Mama Cass and myself into believing that she was into drugs by placing a fake bag of weed on our cabin floor. Something super weird about me and Lily is that we both have toe thumbs, and don't know what that is. And it's just a and that's actually how we met and friends. Most of you know her as the Vegan or Vegetarian, depending on the month. But she is now evolved into a Pescatarian because, in her own words, fish don't have feelings. Give it up for Lily Nolan. Give it up for the Lily really Nolan, a.k.a Veggie Booty. Give it up for the lovely Lily really Nolan. I try not to announce that I'm pescatarian now, as I've evolved from a vegan. Um, But yeah, I'm Lily Noland. I go to Stony Creek High School. Um, I had a quick question. Has anyone ever had the fear of being kidnapped before? All right. (laughs) If you know me, you know that being kidnapped is one of my biggest, if not my biggest fear. Um, And I've actually carried around pepper spray with me like the past three years to try to, like, ward against someone that's gonna kidnap me. I don't know. and I, don't really, like, uh, I wouldn't really tell people that because I didn't want like, my kidnapper to know, like, catch me unarmed or something. And so I like, never told my friends even that I carried um, pepper spray around. And like two years ago, I was in Desert Oasis, and if you know Desert Oasis, it's like this intimate coffee shop, like just this kind of small room. Um, And I went on a Monday night with three other of my girlfriends. Um, It was open mic night. So this place is like packed capacity. Um, Like at the time, my friends didn't know that I carried around pepper spray. And um, I had, we were sitting uh, like at this couch facing the stage. And um, our other two friends were sitting at this table facing us. And I was talking to the friend adjacent to me and didn't realize that my friend. across from me was playing with my cover spray. I guess she was trying to get my attention, like, ask me what it was. Um, And like, I didn't notice. And right as I turned to face her, she somehow turned the safety lock off and sprays me square in the face, like in Desert Oasis. And this thing has like a six foot radius, but we're two feet from each other. So I get like the full effect, like the full blast. And right before the sting hits, like I just have this moment, like oh my gosh, like I just got shot in the face with pepper spray, and I just screamed like that was pepper spray. And she's like oh my gosh, the friend next to me got like a mouthful. She's coughing. We run out of the building. Um, we're both like on our knees. My friend's heaving. Like my eyes are swelled shut. Um, and then the fumes are like in the building, so everyone's like fleeing the establishment. And there's this girl. Like, there was this woman in a wheelchair, they're like carrying her out. Like, I'm like, oh my god, how did this happen? And the boss comes out, she's yelling at me, like I'm on the ground, I'm like, I'm so sorry. It was just crazy that this thing that I bought to protect me, like my strongest weapon was the very thing that was used against me. Um, And that's the same thing that happened this year. Um, My greatest weapon was used against me, and that was joy. if you, if you knew me, uh, a lot of people, that's like how I was characterized, was uh, by my joy. Um, that was really a part of my identity. Uh, it was really easy for me to um, like rule my disappointments or sadness over with joy. Um, and I think I was just super fortunate to have that. And I really loved my life. Um, I loved my relationship with Christ. Uh, and I think it's just because I always had my joy. Um, And I went into my senior year with all these expectations. Um, That was gonna be an easy year, like people say. Um, That I was gonna live it up, it was gonna be a ton of fun. I went in thinking like I had everything figured out. I remember sitting uh, while senior was giving their last words on stage and they were like, oh my gosh, I had nothing figured out. Like I had no idea my plans were complete changed. I was like, that sucks for them. Like at least I know what I'm doing. Like I had the plan to go to Hope College go through my best friends, um, study nursing, and none of my expectations came to pass. And um, the devil started chipping away at my joy as each of my expectations turned to disappointments. Um, and this year didn't turn out because I, I was walking without my joy. And I realized that I started setting deadlines for when I was gonna be happy again. Um, like November 23rd was the uh, early action Um, application deadline, I was like, oh, after that's done, like, I'll be happy again. Um, and then I was like, oh, in January I'll be happy again, because that's when I get my, uh, like, acceptance letters, and then I'll decide. Wasn't happy then. In February, I was going to visit my boyfriend in Bethel, and, like, God lives at Bethel, so I'll be happy there, right? Um, in March, my scholarship applications were due, so at least that would be off my chest. I'll be happy then. Um, and then May 1st is like the huge deadline. Everyone has to be decided by May 1st, like committed to their college. So I'm like, okay, May 1st will be the day. Like after that, everything will be off of me. Everything will be figured out. And like these deadlines kept coming and happiness never followed. And I realized that I was just striving for this joy. Like I wanted to be the girl that I used to be. Like I loved that girl. That girl loved life. She was so confident. And these deadlines that are setting um, were so that I could be her again. And I went to this worship night, like, three weeks ago, and it was the first time, like, all year that um, I was actively, actively search, seeking the Lord. Um, like, even coming to Edge was hard for me because it was just a place that before, like, I, I received joy from the Lord, and going now, like, I couldn't, I couldn't absorb it. Or, like, even I'm on the leadership team, and, like, going there would make me sad because I couldn't lead people like I used to. And, like, everything was a disappointment. So I went to this worship night, begging God, I'm like, Lord, tonight you need to fill me, like, I need you tonight. And I'm standing in the back, and I just didn't even feel, I didn't feel like I needed to, like, raise my hand, hands in worship or anything. I was just kind of standing there, and I was closing my eyes, and I was asking the Lord, like, I need you. And, um, and he just wrapped his arms around me. This is the first encounter that I've ever really had with the Lord, like a super intimate encounter. I was closing my eyes, I felt like I was in the room with him. He just put his arms around me, and I'm like, Lord, what am I going to do? And he was like, you're just going to breathe. You're just going to breathe. And I realized this whole year I was striving um, to find this joy again. And the Lord's already told me who I am. Like, I already know my identity. Like, all I had to do was breathe. Like, the Lord's going to do the rest. So I walked out feeling the most peace I had all year, but still not really knowing, like, who am I again? Like, how do I breathe? and then a week later, I'm sitting in the elevator for some reason at Kensington with Paulum Harrison and Jenna Larson, who are both coincidentally speaking tonight. Um, and I hadn't really told anyone like about this year, like that it was like a really sucky year for me. Um, and Paul just said that that morning she was listening to the birds and that the Lord told her, um, notice how when the birds sing, you don't know if they're singing out of bitterness or sadness um, or joy and triumph, because I only gave them one voice, and that's a voice of joy. And right when she said that, I, I was just like tears were streaming down my face uncontrollably because I realized, oh my gosh, like I only have one voice. He only gave me one voice, and that's a voice of joy. And this year I was living without my voice, and that's why it was so hard, because that's my identity, and I wasn't able to walk in that this year. Um, and God, it was crazy that like this whole year, I like, had spent nine months searching, and like striving to be myself again. And the Lord filled me in one moment. Like that's all he needed. Like I could try for years to get back to where I was, but he needed one moment to fill me back up. In um, Genesis fifty twenty says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Um, And like the Lord, or the devil stole, my greatest weapon was joy. That's what I chose over everything. And he stole me where I was most vulnerable and took that from me. Um, And what he intended for evil, the Lord made good. And filled me like ten times over what I expected. And he knew what I needed more than I did. And I believe that's what God wants to do. Um, I think we're overcomplicating depression uh, I think God can do what years of therapy will do in a moment like that's what he wants to do and um, I'm not saying like I don't think depression is a choice but in a way I think we're subconsciously putting up these walls between us and Jesus um, like this whole year I wanted to be who I was again because I'd experienced how great it was and I wanted to be back to where that was um, but like I had subconsciously put up these walls with Jesus I kept asking like fill me I need you to fill me Um, Reach me and i would get frustrated with them because I'm like I'm reaching out to you. Where are you and the whole time? He was right there It just took me to acknowledge the holds that the devil had on me right when I did that the Lord filled me like right in that elevator I received my joy again He's gonna heal heal you tonight if you acknowledge the holds the devil has put on you We allow the devil to steal our joy by dwelling on our expectations that turn to disappointments Let me say that again We allow the devil to seal our joy by dwelling on our expectations that turn to disappointments. This morning we tore down Shelby campus for the last time, and that sucked, we didn't expect that. But if we don't choose joy over our circumstances, then we are dwelling on our disappointments and not allowing ourselves to see the new opportunities God has for us. So I think we're overcomplicating it. The ways to choose joy, we just need to talk about it, the whole year. I didn't talk to anyone about what was going on because I never experienced not having joy. Like, I've never been a depressed person. So it was kind of crazy to me to reach out to someone. Um, But when I talked to Poem and Richie about it, it was the most freeing day, like, ever. Like, I walked out and I was like, oh my gosh. Um, Second is to ask God what is keeping you from fully giving yourself to Him. Like, what are these walls that you're putting up? I didn't know. I didn't know that I wasn't choosing joy this whole year. If I knew that, like, I could have stopped this months ago. Um, I needed him to show me that you're not choosing joy like you used to. You're not walking in the plan that I told you. And third is to acknowledge the holds the devil has on your life. The devil's super smart. He knows where to attack you. He knows where you're vulnerable. And for me, that's, that was my joy. That was my greatest weapon, was taking my joy. And he did it, and he's smart. But once we acknowledge those holds, right in that elevator when I acknowledge, oh my gosh, he stole my joy, he was gone. Like that's all you have to do is acknowledge that and he loses all of his power. Um, So I just wanna pray for us tonight because I really believe, I really believe it's easy for us to lose our joy, but honestly, if you're living in this constant state of being thankful and joyful, then our lives are so much easier. Like we don't need to live in this depression, this darkness, um, and our decisions are more easily rooted and the Lord so I just want to pray that over everyone um, dear Lord thank you so much for tonight and I just pray that you would open up our hearts um, to realize the walls that we've put up between us even if we don't um, realize the walls we put Lord I pray we stop thinking about ourselves and realize that you're the one that's gonna knock them down um, That we're constantly putting stuff up between us Lord and that it's not us you not reaching to us and it's not reaching to you, Lord. And I just pray that tonight you heal depression in your name right now, Lord. That you heal depression. Um, it's unfortunately all too common, Lord. And I, just, I know that you, you cry with us. And I pray that you heal it tonight because I know that you can do it. All you need is a moment, Lord. I pray that you break off the chains that the devil has created around us in this moment, Jesus. And that we could live our lives not setting deadlines for happiness, but just in a constant state of joy. Amen. So good, gosh, man, so cool. It was um, I got to, I got to meet with Poem and Lily uh, this week, and Jared. You guys are all gonna hear from them uh, just to walk through it. But I think even hearing her share that, like it was, even from when we met at Desert Oasis this week to right now, like the joy just exuding from you is like crazy. And it's fun because like what you said is like once you finally started talking about it is when the joy started to come back. And I feel like I've seen that like um, this week specifically, like God using you in that already. I'm just so proud of you. Seriously, you're a killer. You're going to kill it wherever you go. And it's just really, really cool to see you do that. I'm proud of you, kiddo. That's awesome.